Andrew. Yes. I experienced something recently that was very traumatic that I want to talk about right at the top of the show. Uh, ego death. Eco died. Ego death. <laughs> Is it Eco the dolphin or Echo the dolphin? I always wondered. Uh, Echo the dolphin. I think. <clears throat> well, now there's two things I'm wrong about today. Mm. The, <laughs> the the thing. The thing I'm really frustrated about is I, the other day at work, mm-hmm. I was, I was talking to, um, a, a person who works there who is from, oh gosh, I, Ooh, I can't remember off the top of my head what part of Mexico they're from, but the, her and her husband are from Mexico and they both work there. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Mexican food. And I was just talking about how, you know, things I enjoyed and, and, and there's, there's, there's always this sort of like discussion that you, that, that seems to come up where it's like, they're gauging what level of understanding you have about their, Mm -hmm. you know, their culinary world. Like I was just talking about Taco Bell or, um, and so then, but then someone, someone else jumped in who was, who was, uh, well, I'm going to say why and hmm. <clears throat> they were they were like actually like correcting her about something. Oh, right. Because they <laughs> they know more. <laughs> They're like, um, actually, than the, than the native <laughs> about Mexico Sir. and how they didn't like like something. I, I was so enraged. I don't even remember specifically what it was. They said. And then like uh, like a like a couple weeks after that or a week or so after that, we were in like you and me were both in like a, a chat room where someone that same circumstance happened again where like a white person was correcting a uh mm-hmm. brown person mm-hmm. about their their uh culture's food. Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wanna say, don't do that. Yeah, don't don't do that. Just you're not please. You're not as smart as you think you are. <laughs> you don't you don't get to do that. Yeah. If they come in and they start trying to tell you about like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or something. Right. Or like a <laughs> freaking hot dog or something like go off. But like you if know. you're from Chicago and the, and someone who's not from Chicago is getting the hot dog thing wrong. They're like, yeah. oh, no, ketchup on hot dogs. And you don't like that. But you, if you, you have some sort of thoughts on empanadas, maybe just keep them to yourself. Yeah. Come on, man. Just yeah. you don't have to assert <laughs> your white. You're, you're not. You're not proving anything to anyone. <sighs> it really got in the way, and it really upsets me. And I. Yeah. And ever since it happened, I keep noticing it happen happening. Yeah. And I. <laughs> it's one of those things. So I just wanted a public public announcement. Mm-hmm. Order! Order! <laughs> Need speaking a gavel of, sound effect. Speaking of cooking, I I I uh, spent yesterday because I I'm, I'm did a bunch of food prep to make food. I'm gonna make a bunch of um, chana masala. Mm-hmm. It's like a Indian dish. Yeah, yeah. I did With a lot of chopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a lot of chopping of onions and tomatoes. Oh, there's so much chopping involved in the preparation <laughs> of a dish. Like yeah, that. yeah. Like especially Indian food, I've I've found for some reason I feel like I do a lot right. more chopping. Yeah, um, for sure. There's some in Mexican food, garlic. But... You got to chop ginger. You got to chop. You know. <laughs> I chop so much. I, I'm finding shortcuts, then... but I have this like uh, chopper thing that's like basically like uh, a hinge that comes down and like it forces a pe- like a vegetable mm. through like a grate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then it it just does the dicing for you. Right. Boy. That saved me. I, a lot I just of have a small that. food processor, and that does a pretty good job of uh, dicing some onions. Yeah, I don't like how it doesn't do it evenly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of anal. It, it, I shouldn't yeah. care because it's all cooking down. Mm-hmm. I really should give that up. You know what? You're smarter than me. That's what we've established. <laughs> just use the food processor. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Uh, but speaking of food, uh-huh. Um, I, I mentioned that I would discuss my theory of garlic. 
I've been waiting Which to hear is about this. Always double the amount of garlic that a recipe calls for because garlic is good. You know what? <laughs> I I'm so glad you said that because I have received recent criticism that I am putting too oh much garlic and or ginger into things. There is no such thing as too much garlic. <laughs> like, what is wrong with what? What? Yeah. What's wrong with people? It's a complimentary flavor. Just like these people who think garlic is spicy. Yeah, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. I mean, sure, if you put a garlic clove like raw like into a your raw mouth, garlic, yeah, clove. but yeah. that's not what we're suggesting here. <laughs> that's no. so, I've seen this note, Andrew's theory of garlic, and I haven't looked at it uh, <laughs> forever because it's like a little drop down menu here. Is it? And is I it can't believe that it's just more and more. Always double the amount of recipe calls for it. Yeah, I don't know why people like go stingy on the garlic. I I buy like the. I don't know. Is there a thing like you know people with cilantro thinking it's soapy that they don't like? I don't know. Yeah, maybe they taste it differently than we do. Yeah, I don't know. I find recipes. You know, they say like, "Oh, put in two cloves of garlic," and that's not an amount that I can taste. So. It depends on what the recipe is. Yeah. Well, if so, I'm making like a big stir fry and you're like put in two cloves of oh. garlic, I'm like, that's not proportional to the rest of the everything. Yeah, because that's going to have a lot of strong flavors and you got to. Yeah. You got to let it come through a little bit, you know? Right. You know, you're like putting soy sauce in there or whatever. It's like I want the garlic to come through, too, and for it to not just be a soy saucy kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And it depends on what kind of garlic you're using. Like, yeah. if you're using the stuff in the jar. The, the cheat garlic then you got you gotta sometimes you gotta triple that right i'm using the cheat garlic because i didn't like chopping it i do have a garlic press but i still have to work my way through the garlic jar before i can <laughs> the garlic you know. press is still work yeah it is have you ever, have you ever thought about just using the food processor <laughs> <laughs> You were banned from the server. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have something to brag about. You did it. <laughs> oh, folks, I did it. Peng. Breaking news. We go now to Aaron. After after like weeks of follow up, this is okay. If anything, if this show has done nothing more than hold me accountable for statements right. i make then it would have been worth it because i have finally i finally put it out there i did my post i'm leaving facebook <laughs> it's happening it hasn't happened because i'm giving people a little bit of window of opportunity to like well, right. comment and tell me how much they're gonna miss me and they love me right well you gotta uh, fish for compliments <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's like the only thing it's good for uh-huh. so I might as well do that one last time. You might as well make your last Facebook experience a good one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I posted on there and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, I guess I've been not, I still look at Facebook. That's the thing. Like I don't, I'm not active on Facebook, but I do still. Look yeah. At well, I keep, I noticed that I go there like, I, I told myself I wasn't going to be posting on Facebook very much, and I have been able to not do that. Yeah. And since I haven't, like, it turns out you all your notifications when you get on Facebook really suck if you haven't posted anything ever. Yeah. Because they're like, don't don't forget, some <laughs> random person invited you to join their group <laughs> or like their page. Needy. And it's like, it's oh, like great thing. All of all of your notifications are like, join Jenna's Lulu group. Let yeah. me sell you creams here. Yeah. Have powders. I'm just it's scrolling like... through now. And apart from your uh, post, the next post is from the College of Engineering that I went to. Um, the College of Engineering that I went to. Every Town for Gun Safety, my U.S. representative, an ad, um, <laughs> a video of wiener dog races. Um, another post from my representative, a post from one of my senators, a post from my governor, another ad, another thing from every town, 
another post from myself. Like, there's nothing. There's no. It's all from like pages and stuff, right? Yeah, it's mine are literally like people I actually care about. People asking me to like their page. Notices yeah. that one of my friends has posted in a group. I'm not super interested in that. I got added to without my consent. Yeah, I have a notification here that says uh, my state representative added a new event in Troy, which is great. Cool. I don't live in Troy. <laughs> it is somewhat nearby, but I don't live there. Um, I got one that's like I have like an old page that I don't really use anymore. Is like, hey, this page didn't get any likes this week. You should publish a post. Like, <laughs> hey, 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 you. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I sh- really should it. follow up. I, I need to figure out what my mental dude, block but, on like dude. deleting Facebook is. I don't. So that what I said in my post is that I'm not deleting my Facebook. I I should have been. I you know I should have written more about this. But here's my thought on deleting Facebook. Your individual action means nothing. Like yeah, I guess I'm not deleting it <laughs> to make a statement, just deleting it to like make a clean break, right? Yeah. I mean, if you think that that you won't be able that you'll get sucked back in. I, but you yeah. know, I deleted my Twitter and guess where I'm back at? <laughs> oh. Hmm. I deleted hmm. Twitter and then they give you like this 30-day window and I came back in the 30 days. Yeah. So, I mean, hmm. I I get so many friend requests from people who've deleted Facebook. Like that's like half of my friend requests are just my friends people who, have who were gone and now they're back. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if deleting it is actually maybe it would be for you. I'm, I mean, you are smarter than me, so no. Like <laughs> saying that it maybe makes it would, me uncomfortable. But, <laughs> Maybe that's why I say it. No, I yeah. I I'd say it because I believe it. Because <laughs> yeah. you say these things, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah. How come right. I didn't think of that? Yeah. <laughs> See, this is this is the problem. Then is then I overthink everything too much. This is why I haven't deleted my Facebook because I'm overthinking it almost certainly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's well. That's what I was doing. That's what I. I have to write. I have to craft some post. I must craft a personal statement. People, people really care. <laughs> a news release. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a PDF <laughs> from the press, office of Aaron L M Goodwin. <laughs> <a> press release <laughs> with like a press package. Yeah. Press kit. Here's our media kit. <laughs> Fast facts. Aaron is not deleting his Facebook. Aaron is leaving Facebook. Aaron loves you all. I think what we're saying, though, is uh, Facebook. We love it. Yeah. We love it. We love it. So uh, another thing that we talked about this week, and I'm going, I'm trying to scroll back in our messages uh, when I suggested that I. So many messages. I know. Uh, also, signal. Get your notification crap together. Like, I yeah. Nothing frustrates me more than when I like open your app at the end of at the end of like I get home from work. I'm like, oh, I should check and see what's going on. Oh, there's like six messages from Andrew that I missed that are all <laughs> really interesting things that I would have loved to have used to commit uh, time theft with. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, we were talking about uh, the new episode of um, Citations Needed, which is about what a good podcast. It's very good. Um, what was the what was the title of this week's episode? I don't know. I can't what think. I'm still scrolling. Citations Needed: uh, Frugality Fables and the Poor Shaming Grift of Financial Advice Journalism. <sighs> Uh, and it's basically, uh, it's a really good podcast that you should listen to. And I'm grabbing the URL. It will be in the show notes. Um, how this millennial saved $1 million by age 30, the Washington Post writes. A millennial saved $100,000 with this simple habit. How to save for retirement when you're living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, and, you know, it's all about all this journalism that uh, uh, w- if we only engaged in simple, no-nonsense discipline, we could retire at 35. Um, and it talks about the uh, the terrible underpinnings of that kind of nonsense journalism. 
Um, <laughs> but you, then we got to talking about, um, you know, things that we've noticed about this. And I said, um, you, you referenced uh, a figure that we both know. And I said, yeah, he's definitely a striver, <laughs> which is my word for a particular kind of person who like fully buys into the dream, the American dream of like capitalism of like, you know, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps kind of thing. Like with just a little hard work, you can, uh, or, you know, well, with lots of hard work, you can make it and become CEO or whatever. The, um, what, so what did I always... say? I said, it's like, uh, it's a lie that the hashtag struggle was somehow a victory narrative that mm -hmm. everybody can obtain. It's a very Gary V. Yeah, exactly. Sort of it's like, thing. you know, it's, it's, I guess other people would refer to this as like hustling, you know, people who are hustling yeah. that they're just, they're always working towards something. They're never happy with where they are. They're always comparing themselves to everyone else. And they also have a tendency to make you feel bad, whether directly or indirectly, like they like to show off, but they also like to make other people feel bad because it's important to them that they feel that they're above someone that to them life is a ladder and it matters a whole lot where you are on the ladder i wonder sometimes if it's not that the, the reason they're so people are so adamant about preaching the gospel of the hustle is that they they feel like well damn it if i have to do this <laughs> right <laughs> then you have to do this too right like if you if you aren't buying into that then you know, yeah, it's like, well, I'm going to jump off the bridge. You you have to jump off the bridge, too. Otherwise, I look like an idiot. Yeah, because I'm the only person that jumped off the bridge. <laughs> so, oh. you know, I, I guess I it's interesting because I see this mindset a lot in people, and I don't think that they have what I would call the self-awareness to see the silliness of it or the sort of false promise of it. Um, but I used to be this kind of person i still have these sort of impulses toward you got driving a little bit you know it, it's I, hard when someone talks about uh you know like getting a promotion or getting a raise or whatever it's hard for me to not like i guess be jealous of that in a sense and strivers have a lot of jealousy of the people that are above them you know so yeah like when good things happen to people i i've started uh, as of the past few years I don't remember what caused this, but I started to ask myself, why don't I feel happy for them? Mm, why mm -hmm. is my first, why is my first thought anger that, that it didn't, I, I don't feel right. jealous because I'm not a jealous person, but I understand how people feel that way. But I feel something akin to jealousy, which is mostly like, well, that sucks for me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It's like, well, what? great. Yeah. <laughs> and and I thought, like, why can't I just be happy for someone's successes? Like, why yeah. can't that be the first thing I feel for people? Mm -hmm. And 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 as I've like told myself that over and over again, it it now my brain is like reminds me of that when I start to feel, you know, angry that I was somehow robbed or I didn't get the the treat and they got the treat. Right. Why can't yeah, I just be I need, happy for them? I need to practice that a little bit more because I definitely still have situations like that where I someone comes to me with good news and I'm like, uh, uh I don't share this good feeling, unfortunately. Yeah, and I don't somehow, know how to somehow it, <laughs> you know it doesn't there someone someone's success or happiness doesn't like lessen yours. Yeah. Like it doesn't fundamentally change your life really like I mean, the there's something I worry about is being fake and pretending to, you know, be happy for them when I don't actually feel happy for them. But I think the problem <laughs> is that I should actually feel happy for them independently <laughs> of, you know. And sometimes the only way that you can learn to actually feel something is to fake it, which sucks. Yeah. And it's very that, hard. That always makes me feel deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, I hate that. I, mm. I hate I hate being like disingenuous, but like I guess being disingenuous for a positive good thing that there's no negative, literally no negative consequence to. Right. It's probably yeah, okay. That's the thing. It's like, what is, yeah, there's not really a downside, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I that's, think, you know, as I think for that striving, striving, 
I, well, I think it's, I think it, it requires that jealousy. Cause like what I, what I was going to say is that once I started feeling happy for people's successes instead of jealous or, uh, you know, uh, ripped off or whatever, I, I started to like realize that the, the whole striving thing had like almost no hold all over me. So I would say that like, that yeah, has kind of I definitely of feel like it's a sort me. of chain that you can break, right? Because there's, yeah. I feel like we're sort of taught that this is how it works. You go to school and then you go to college, you get a degree and you like work hard and you work your way up or whatever. And like, you can break out of that and realize pretty quickly that that's not really how it works. Mm. And then you're, you don't have to be a slave to it anymore. Not, it's not to say that you shouldn't try to better yourself in your position, but strivers do it in a way that is like negative and isn't. it's very unhealthy. Yeah. And it, and, and so. it makes the world unhealthy and toxic and bad for everybody else. Right. That's so I guess this That's is my general caution. It. It's like, it's like a, it's like a virus. Like it needs, it's like, it needs to keep moving from host to host in order to right. s- propagate and survive. Right. Like, yeah. So, yeah so i'm just i'm just issuing a general warning don't pay attention to the influencers the gary v people the hustle people or whatever they're they're not they're not gonna help you yeah they're they're only gonna get you uh they just want you to buy their depression merch. yeah well because that's the thing that's the thing is that um a, a lot of depression is there's this really interesting studies that I read about in a book called lost connections that I've actually been wanting to talk about on this podcast for a while, but I'm kind of mm. saving it. Cause there's like a lot I want to say. So <laughs> I'll kind of limit it to say that there was this researcher who studied, um, primates. I, I think it was, uh, bonobos. Maybe it was some other chimp or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they found was that like the, the health and the well being of those those primates could be directly related to their their social capital or their their position in the hierarchy right but not necessarily their position their position relative mm. to somebody else if that mm. makes sense so somebody could be of a really low status but if they had never been of the high status or none of their like close relatives or things had been there right they were like fine it was like the jealousy and the uh, the the it's like a frame of reference kind of thing yeah it's definitely it's like a frame of reference and they talk about how that that works very similar in humans as well like our frame of reference the 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 gulf between you know where we are and where we perceive that we could be is is it can like definitely hugely lead to um mental health issues like depression and anxiety um and and it's so it's just all about status and so that status gap is a huge driver and so if you just choose to be like no 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 (laughs) status is i just i opt out i opt out i'm done like (laughs) And if and if a lot of us do that and we kind of make a culture of that, I think it would be a much better world, quite honestly. <laughs> Is that the oh wait, I'm supposed to do this, huh? Yeah. Uh, before we go to our next <laughs> thing, I just have some real time oh. follow up here. Yeah. From Rob Lewis, because I made a tweet about my theory of garlic. And a friend of the show, Rob, has responded and says, same goes for paprika. Oh, that is very true. Yeah, that is very true. I I I knew a a Bulgarian lady, and I was like trying to ask her like, how did you make? How is this so good? Every time I make it, was, I think it was goulash. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you have no idea how much paprika I put into this. <laughs> that was the secret. Yeah, all the paprika. Anyway, all the all the great paprika. Just wanted to break in with that uh, update. <laughs> nice. Um. Well, now I'm just thinking about <laughs> how we could apply this to everything else. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I mean, twice the butter. Although um, with recipes, that can be bad. Especially like baking. That's yeah. not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, 
the next i mean the next thing i just wanted to talk about is like very unrelated but mm. i feel like we need like maybe a little bit of levity after that really deep discussion we love it I, first i was i <laughs> i was where was i i was i was at, at the mm, emergency room where was i the other day and I noticed that there was like three different people who did not, they didn't appear to know each other mm -hmm. and they were wearing a uh, big dog brand clothing, big dog, big dog. I don't know if it's big dog or big dogs, big, big dogs. dog sportswear is what it says. <laughs> and then that made me remember something that I have not thought about in a long mm. time. Uh -oh. And that was, my big dog's phase. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I clicked into this and I definitely have seen some. Oh, it was jury. I got jury duty. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in, in my panel of like, you know, uh, 40, 50 people that they were going to use to select and, this jury. And three folks showed up to jury duty with big dog shirts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess and they got to let the judge know that they are big dogs. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that tells you everything you need to know about the criminal justice system. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> the, the, the odds of you getting a juror who is a big dog's sports clothing uh, fanatic. So I don't know that I have ever known anyone who had Knowledge. these shirts, but I've definitely seen them. <laughs> uh, so then that reminded me that I went through a phase where I was I was into the big dog lifestyle. I was. Th I, these I are definitely these. You know, I, I this don't take this the wrong way, but these shirts definitely feel like boomer humor to me. <laughs> they totally are. They're so bad. So I just would like to caveat. I was homeschooled at the time. Okay. And when you're homeschooled, I mean, my family weren't like the type of homeschoolers who like didn't associate with people in the world. Like we did a lot of things, but there still is some culture that you it just, especially with fashion. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it just doesn't, it doesn't hit you. And so I just, I just saw these and I thought they were great. I thought, I thought it was everything. So I, some of these shirts, they're like, how would you describe these, Andrew? Well, it's I want to read this one that I found, uh, which features a dog wearing sunglasses and crossed arms. And it says, bad dog. Noun. One has no master. Two knows attitude is everything. Three absolutely no leashes <laughs> i had that shirt that's good <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to understand what it means i also note here on the website it says super soft 100 cotton jersey amply cut for casual comfort <laughs> and comes in sizes from medium no smalls because remember big dogs all yeah. the way up to 5x <laughs> big dogs. I need, I need to get a big dog shirt now. Now I all I want is to get a big dog shirt. Looking at these, they're so I, bad. I approve. The dog no zone, big dogs. The Any dog is like some sort of Saint Bernard looking. Yeah, dog something like that. with its tongue sticking out. And what they'll do is they'll put Somebody this dog <laughs> in place of popular. Like they'll take something like the Gold's Gym logo, except for they'll do it with a dog. Right. And, and there's one oh, that's the dog father. I feel like maybe this. Oh, there's man. There's one here that this. Okay. Garth Barks. That's a good one. But this one, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna paste the image for this one. And I feel like this one is maybe not, not the best. Uh, it, it's raising the flag on Iwo Jima, but with dogs. The, the pew, few, the, the pew proud, proud, the big. <laughs> Is that stolen Fowler? I don't understand. <laughs> I didn't have that one. I'm going through mm. here to see which ones. I had the... Um, they have this one, which... Big, I don't know. Big these, Kahuna. These look like something that like one of those um, surrealist Twitter accounts could have made because they don't make any sense. And you just look at them and you're like, I guess the joke is that they don't make any sense. And there's this one here that says, supersize it. And then it says, did somebody say, and then there's a speech bubble with the dog in it and a question mark, and I don't understand. Is it asking, did somebody say dog? Did somebody say big dog? This is from the time when it was, con when supersizing was controversial because of supersize me. 
Oh, this is a very old shirt design then. Oh no, the I mean this is have they not updated their shirt design since? No, these are so these are their these are their classic designs. Oh, classic. So I just wanted to show you the ones I had because I had this was from the time period. So I had this one. uh, If you can't read the category, if you can't surf with the big dog, stay off the net. And it's a dog (laughs) on a surfboard over some sort of. Globe with a cage of electricity or something around it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to read the categories that they have under their T's best selling, <laughs> throwback, sports, humor, big attitude, drinking, older and wiser, parody, food and barbecue, occupation, hobby, and patriotic. So I'm in the I'm in the best selling now, and um I'm just gonna read some of them out for you. One of them is I love a good pole dance, and it's with a fishing pole. Um, this one, it, it's not a parody of anything. It just says, I'm not a control freak. You just need to do it my way. <laughs> I don't have the time or the crayons to explain things to you. <laughs> I'm retired so full time as a pain in the ass. <laughs> there's, I like this big dogs country because there's no dogs on it. There's just a lot of country stingers. <laughs> like, yeah i don't it's weird <laughs> if at first you don't succeed then maybe you just suck <laughs> i'm not old i'm classic yeah these are th- this is this is the thing is we're in Grandpa's the day and age where these are rules <laughs> we're in the day and age where these are indistinguishable from like fake made up t-shirts of this kind of thing yeah this totally seems like a twitter or like an instagram yeah parody account i'm in the parody section Drinking, now and they have they have 51 that are based the, Boy, their biggest old section. references here they have for Frazier <laughs> uh cranine and niles cranine and then they have sign fetch <laughs> yeah that's great they have episode one the panting menace i saw that Bone, James Bone, <laughs> Agent Double O K Nine. So, the this I I. <laughs> I'll be Bark, Dockinator. Game of Bones, House of Bark. I can't get over how lucky I am to have phased out of this. Yeah, it, yeah. And, because I feel yeah. like this could have been a real, um, like trend for like this could have set a path in my life you know what i mean where where i would have turned into like the the alt-right kind of or like the fox news kind of crowd thing don't care about your feelings yeah like (laughs) (laughs) what we need to do is we need to get all of these like conservative things and photoshop them onto big dog shirts (laughs) <laughs> that needs to be a tumblr site and if any of one of our listeners want to do that Mine i would subscribe science <laughs> yeah my answer is something called science that's it uh yeah the, the problem is nothing that he says sounds manly or um <laughs> testosterone laden like all of these shirts do so yeah these are definitely more aggro yeah. and and the thing that i also am thinking is this is very this, you know, like Felix's character on, <laughs> you know, the, the <laughs> on Chapo. Were you mad? You mad? <laughs> the thing is, too, I realized that this is this is um extremely closeted furry feelings. Mm. Mm. <laughs> What's going on here? That's that's what. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's just yeah this is like masked <laughs> yes yes <laughs> because you have to it be turns like, out these people's persona masculine. is big dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah their persona is big dog <laughs> and anytime i see something about furries and i think well that's ridiculous i'm just gonna remember aaron you were a furry once and your persona was big dogs not the big surprise <laughs> We love it. <laughs> Folks, don't we love it? Okay, this next one. I don't know if you want to read uh what 
If you want to read the section header, you may. I worry that it'll get you put on some kind of list. Yeah, I'm not going to read that. We'll just, okay. that'll be between It's a very spicy joke, though. That's <laughs> all I got to say. I will read this tweet by friend of the show, uh, Adam, at that Adam kid, Adam Anderson, who I do. He has very good tweets. I do another show with him called Three Guys, Three Questions. We we don't have any current episodes. We need to fix that. But um, <laughs> but all of the a previous of episodes are very good. They're on good stuff fm slash 3g3q um but he tweeted a picture of and you've probably seen it by now but it's the the summit of mount everest uh-huh. um and it's just a line of people right it looks like a, line it looks like summit. a it looks like a you know the line for space mountain at disney world <laughs> <laughs> yeah just all these people waiting to get up there to take their selfie and the the caption that uh adam gave it was if you're ever having trouble explaining what Anthropocene means to someone, just show them this image of Everest. <laughs> so, right. yeah, it's very telling. There. <laughs> yeah. But I saw that that picture became big in the news. And then like the next day, I woke up in the morning to the news that 11 people died climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> right. And bearing <laughs> so, in mind. The people who typically climb Mount Everest are wealthy because it's not cheap to do so. Yeah, they don't they don't have like uh <laughs> like like uh charity wing of the <laughs> I mean this right. is Nepal. This is like a poor country. Like they they're not Well, and you gotta get all the equipment, you gotta get yeah. the guides and all that, and you gotta you, you gotta fly there and get transportation. Like it's a remote place. It's a remote country, and then it's a remote place within a remote country. And it's like there's limited spots, so by its very nature, like that also, you know, precludes anybody like doing it on a whim, like right. <laughs> without the resources. So, but there is just generally the thing of the like billionaire, you know, playboy person who goes and climbs like, Mount Everest it's because like, it's like, like the it, only thing that's really challenging to them anymore. I guess. I don't. But then know. they're not prepared for it, and they get killed because it's an extreme environment. Wow. The thing is that I've never understood it. I've never, I read the book by John Krakauer. Well, I didn't, I listened to the audiobook as, as I was going on a trip to a mountain on the, to yeah, go camping <laughs> and, and people were like, let's go hiking up that peak. And I was like, you know, no, I've never understood that whole like risk taking thing of like needlessly putting your body in harm's way for yeah i've never been sort of non thrill seeker like that like there's not like a a tangible benefit from it other than like i did this thing and didn't die and i i just that's just not how i i don't understand that i I like to you linked this article on people magazine uh apparently mandy moore uh (laughs) went to the everest base camp around the same time as um all of these folks um yeah and she made an Instagram post and it is uh I feel like it's an archetype of the genre, if I may say so. It says, um the idea of standing at the base of the world's tallest peak with Eddie Bauer, a brand that has been outfitting record setting climbers since the beginning, from the first American ascent in nineteen sixty-three to our guide, Melissa Arnaud, the first American woman to descend ascend and descend Everest without oxygen, is truly beyond my wildest imagination. So uh, apparently this is <laughs> This whole trip was some kind of sponsored content. But it's funny to be like, oh, like people already make the like, oh, Everest, it's such a, you know, uh, what thought provoking, amazing place. uh, Hashtag Eddie Bauer. (laughs) But then it's breathing at altitude, for instance, is not easy. One of the greatest gifts bestowed on us was the fine art of pressure breathing. It makes all the difference as you climb higher. Knowledge. Uh, besides <laughs> hydration and staying nourished, breathing is the vital key in the fight against altitude sickness. It's also a major takeaway that I will be employing back to the real world, whether I'm in the midst of a tough workout or a weird wow. day. Mind blown. It's like wow. your mind is blown that breathing is important. Like it's Not kind much. of. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Come on, man. Boy. Bruh. Folks, I've been to Everest and I learned that I needed to breathe. Like it's so it like it's supposed to be so profound, but it's like folks, I've been to Walmart and I learned that I needed to drink water. 
I think I think if your profundity your your profundity is only is only powerful to the degree that you did not buy it. Right? Yeah. Like this, this is all faux profundity, right? Like this is this is I don't know. This is yeah. And who knows? Maybe for her the experience was deeply meaningful, right? Like yeah. Maybe that's whatever. I'm, I I try not to like judge that way, but but obviously this is all being used for marketing. Like the, even her, yeah, like even her realization is like used to generate ad revenue. <laughs> right. Thanks to uh, Eddie Bauer for sponsoring. <laughs> I can't tell in the picture if they're wearing Eddie Bauer, but Eddie Bauer is tagged in the photo. So I think I saw like one of the Sherpas is or guides or uh was wearing an Eddie Power sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the thing is Oh, and then Eddie Bauer has the same picture and they have a quote on their uh Instagram and they have a quote from her and says, Read about her journey to every space camp with Eddie Bauer Alpine Guard, Melissa Arno below. Alpine Guard? Guide. Oh, guide. <laughs> they said guard Alpine. Alpine Here's the guide. thing though, at least they're doing this and it's creating awareness, which mm -hmm. I've learned uh, is an Im important thing. Knowledge. And the awareness of Mount awareness. Everest? Of, of how? Of Everest? <laughs> I, I think people weren't as aware of right. it. Right. Now Definitely I'm, I'm hyper-aware. You know, people are talking about Everest more and more. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, everywhere I go, I hear people talking about Everest. The comments seem easily or evenly split, split between like, wow, what an inspiration and like people rolling their eyes, which gives me some hope, I guess. All I have to say one, is that one says, love your words and what an incredible journey. <laughs> All then, I have to say is that it sounds like I, a waste of time, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the thing is. They're they're also like defiling this like majestic thing by like yeah, which has a lot of historical, cultural, and maybe even religious significance. There's, there's like probably. all there's probably just all kinds of rich people trash all over. Like what I mean? Oh, there is yeah, people because trash, people like, bring their trash. They they can't stop to <laughs> to you know grab their trash. Well, I mean, and some of the trash is just bodies. Right. Yeah. Not to say bodies that. are trash, but you know effectively yeah. you're you're yeah. littering which is really not thoughtful yeah it's yeah it's apparently becoming a a some a, a, a serious problem from things that i've read in the past so so this is just like the perfect metaphor for late stage capitalism when you think about it yeah <laughs> oh speaking of speaking of that <laughs> robots capitalism we're, we're on the late stage capitalism beat <laughs> um, what we're doing this now. is an article from Gizmodo and the Just title sums it up it says robots are not coming for your job management is and it basically talks about um, the framing that robots are coming for your jobs you know making it sound like it's the robots that are that are doing it but of course that's not how this works the decision to replace jobs with robots happens at the management level and is made by other humans. So uh, it talks about letting an ambiguous conception of robots instead shoulder the blame, lets the managerial class evade scrutiny for how it deploys automation, shuts down meaningful discussion about the actual contours of the phenomenon, and prevents us from challenging the march of this manifest robo-destiny when it should be challenged. The... I knew something was up with the idea that robots and AI and automation are going to like replace jobs. Like I knew something was up when that idea picked up real steam mm -hmm. among the, the people who own businesses among right. <laughs> capital. The, the <laughs> like when they really got behind this is this is alarming and important. Why do you think it's alarming and important? It's only going to increase your profits, according to what you're saying. So, like, why? Are you, what, what's this? This outrage the article sort of touches on this that it it might just be a very clever marketing. It's an excuse. By companies that sell robots for automation. Oh, it could be that, but I think it's just also an excuse. It's like, it's like, 
front loading so that when they lay off people, they're like, right. well, what, well, I it's mean, like, what can well, we do won't... folks? Yeah. <laughs> this is right. There's nothing. We told you I'm, I'm just as concerned as you. <laughs> yeah. Like you knew this was coming. <laughs> Meanwhile, you get like a 30 billion dollar bonus. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah. well yeah the, the the you know you replace all the jobs with uh robots and then you get a bonus uh because of how much money you saved win-win yeah that's the, how you strive <laughs> well i think what we need to do is develop a plan whereby we can we convince these ceos and people who are going to be doing this that um, they really should go to Mount Everest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. or maybe, maybe we make, a, maybe we pass a law that you, as a CEO, cannot receive any benefits until right. you summit Mount Everest. Go to Mount Everest and prove yourself worthy. Or maybe not that you can't get any, but that like the biggest batch of those benefits are contingent on it right. you know what i mean you have a like you a, have a 90 percent income tax that lowers to 40 if you prove that you successfully hiked mount everest it goes to zero i don't care oh <laughs> let's really get them up there let's make that line even longer it's just like a 40 mile long line of ceos trying to trying to get an extra what what amounts to like three percent of their total wealth yeah or 80% of the bottom 90% I think we just ban robots and make everyone turn in all their Roombas and just say robots are illegal and we can't there's no more no more robots well I was going to say it's it's like I think there are some jobs that you can't you can't replace with robots and I think there's no better evidence of that fact. I mean, even Roombas, they do vacuum, but you still have to do a lot uh, to make yeah. things Roomba ready. Have to shepherd a Roomba. Yeah, you have to basically pet proof yeah. your house for a Roomba. <laughs> you totally I mean, I rescued my Roomba this morning, I think, three times. I got stuck on. I, like a new part of my life since getting a Roomba is taking like I like I work at some sort of diner. Taking right. the chairs from the dining room table yeah, and, and lifting them up and putting them upside down on top of the table <laughs> so that the Roomba can clean. That's yeah. that's now yeah. part of my life. The Roomba has removed the stress of vacuuming, but it has added the stress of whether the Roomba will do an effective job or get stuck for the fifth time. Or or yeah, or how many how many times will it eat a dryer sheet? This is the thing I'm also learning. I don't know where all these dryer sheets are coming from. They're all coming from me. That's for sure. But I don't know why I keep missing the dryer sheets hmm. and they always end up in the room. Yep. And then I always get in trouble because I fed the Roomba a dryer sheet. Yeah, a dog like wouldn't that. eat a dryer sheet. <laughs> <laughs> but the Roomba is happy to because it's I a robot. It, it doesn't know any better. Yeah. But I think in some ways like real trash cleanup is something that you can't really have a robot do. Like it really takes like a human to really yeah, or do you'd that a, you'd, at this at this stage in time you would need a very sophisticated robot that's not really economically viable and that's where i would like to direct your attention to japan's real life superhero mangetsu man who is now you literally cleaning up the streets of tokyo you instructed me not to look at this so this is <laughs> the first time that i'm going in okay so i see the picture mangetsu man yes. which translates that mr yes. full moon <laughs> Uh, this is an interesting character. So the character got a purple cape. Yeah. And then like a yellow head that is perfectly spherical. <laughs> um, and the sort of closed eyes, flat mouth face. Just three uh, dashes. One man crusade to clean up the streets, but his enemy is grime rather than crime. <laughs> Armed with a broom that. and dustpan, he's been patrolling the streets last year in a tireless search for rubbish. Uh, <laughs> so Japan has been having this problem where with the increase of uh, foreign tourism, they're having mm. an increase of trash. So like, um, sorry, <laughs> Japan as a culture are like, is very tidy. 
Right. And, and you know, they, they've, they've, they're very well known for keeping their cities clean and free of trash and things like that to a point that I think they even got at some point they got rid of trash cans. Yeah. Which for us, for us Americans is like, well now where do I put the, (laughs) (laughs) like everyone was responsible for their trash and they took care of it Mm -hmm. and they didn't like do things that added to the trash, which is crazy. When you think about how many, like, vending machines and electronics and things like that you see where's all this packaging going yeah it's crazy well but it's become a problem with like the increase of tourism Mm -hmm. so tourists come to japan they don't know where to put their trash so they just like put it on the floor i'm assuming right so mingetsu man is avenging (laughs) on behalf of cleanliness That's good. That's interesting. And I see that they have um, his oversized gray Ugg boots with matching gloves. That's the thing. I love yeah, too. he has furry gloves, too. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a He's got an Instagram if you want to follow him. Let's go oh. see. I'm going to go see his Instagram. It's sure. Mangetsu underscore man. Oh, no, this is Twitter. Sorry. I thought this was Instagram. Uh, well, oh. same difference. I, what? I don't understand any of this. <laughs> but i love it oh there's so much yeah i don't understand what's going on either but yeah people have it looks like some people have construct well people are making mengetsu men's although this account is inactive because all these tweets are oh really rather old oh so i'm not gonna have any more of them no sorry no no what happened mengetsu. to mengetsu is mengetsu man mengetsu man okay Maybe he got canceled. Oh, is he canceled? And we're I don't promoting know. him. That how be. I don't know. I can't tell from any of these tweets. <laughs> I can't. I can't read the characters. Yeah. I don't. Well, you know, if that is the case, then we're deeply sorry, and we we apologize, and we'll, we'll do our best we'll in do better the, in the future. <laughs> 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 to do better and and not be so problematic. And I toxic. apologize to anyone who was offended by us discussing Mangetsu Man. I'm truly regretful of how I contributed. If you if you were climate. offended, yeah. If you, <laughs> if you were offended, <laughs> if you chose to be offended by it, <laughs> I sincerely apologize. Yeah. Oh boy. Full 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 moon man. Anyway, pick up your trash. We love it. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.